Welcome to Jason and the Movie Nods. Uh, we are finally getting to the end of our Marvel cast, at least for the moment, right? Because these movies never stop coming out and will never stop coming out with how popular they are. Anyway, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, starring Deep Breath, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Batalon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, William Defoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, Tony Ravioli, Marissa Tomei, Andrew Garfield, Toby McGuire, Angry Rice, Adrian Moya, uh, Martin Starr, J.B. Smoot, J.K. Simmons, Charlie Cox, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, oh my goodness. Lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Lots of people and a lot of guest stars. Lots of guest stars. And obviously, but the spoiler is already out there on the internet about the people you just talked about, uh, two of them being Spider-Men. Yeah, I'm not even going to put a spoiler warning in front of this because I don't think there's any way anyone who cares wouldn't know the spoilers at this point. You could put it like in the text in the description if you want. But okay. yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are in this movie. Uh, I don't know how long is it? What's the running time? 148 minutes, including the credits. It didn't feel too long. Like, you know, and even if it was longer, I feel like, uh, spoiler, I, I really liked it. So I don't think it would, it didn't feel long at all to me. I felt like a great pace. Yeah, it kind of builds really nicely, I thought. Yeah. We'll get into that when we talk about the movie. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it just uh, really, for, for a commercial entertainment, it just builds in the way you want it to build. It brings you right in the middle of the story from the very beginning. And you see the dilemma and you see the wrong decisions, which are based on character and that the character bad decisions lead to fun character uh, illuminations. There's some a few dumb things in the movie, but mostly it's just super entertaining. Yeah, I think we uh, like to talk about the movie as a whole at the top here. And I really enjoyed like the pacing. We talk a lot about, you know, uh, Marvel movies on this podcast, obviously. And sometimes they just really don't get it right. And it's like, it feels slow or the slog or like part three of it. You know, the third act feels weird. This all feels like one cohesive movie makes a lot of sense, like uh, ties up loose ends and just feels great. And the beginning of it, which we'll get to in a second here, it's super fast. Yeah. I feel like it's like really like bing, bing, bing. And like almost the, the, the actual words that people are saying feels like Ragnarok, throw Ragnarok in a way. Okay. Cause it's like funny and it's mainly comical, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like just a lot of, a lot of different back and forth. I thought in the beginning, right into it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, yeah. This movie starts off with basically the ending of the last movie where Mysterio dies. Um, and then at the end, basically blames everything on Spider-Man and says that he's Peter Parker. So the whole world gets to know that that's who it is. And it causes a problem. And real quick asterisks here. When I saw the trailer for this movie and I learned that, you know, he's going to split apart this multiverse just for because he didn't want people to know who he was. I initially was like, well, that's selfish, right? And it kind of is. But what the movie, the beginning of the movie does and illuminates you uh, in, in knowing his feelings is that it's just terrible for not just him. It's terrible for everybody around him. And you get this feeling of him being like, totally claustrophobic in that world no one's gonna leave no one's leaving him alone he's just like completely like haunted by this back coming out to everyone and and you know like the biggest we'll get we're gonna get to it in a moment but how it affects his friends yeah especially is really like shows depth of character for him 
Yeah, I mean, that's where it starts is that they're all basically getting like brought into jail, <laughs> but like being questioned. And uh, I thought that again, that part was even funny too, because they're like, lawyer up and don't talk about anything unless you have your lawyer. And yeah, it's like funny and sad at the same time. Yeah, they have to move into Happy's apartment. And there's the cute scene where uh, Peter and or MJ, she's not Mary Jane, Peter and MJ are just talking really quietly on the phone. They're such a nice couple together, by the way. And in real, real life. chemistry between them. Yeah. yeah you can see why. Um, and they cut over and there's Happy in his chair with his CPAP saying, you guys shut up. I heard every word you're saying. I know that whole thing. Yeah. Even though there's like darkness and sadness around it, which we'll get to later in the film, this darkness and sadness feels like doable. And like everybody still has their energy in them. And there's jokes being said. Um, also, by the way, I think we, went over um daredevil showing up in this yeah we didn't mention that yeah that's crazy it's the same matt murdoch from the tv show too they're bringing a lot of things together theater went crazy i just heard there's a murmur crossing the theater like oh wow oh and like you heard like you you could hear like who's that guy oh it's daredevil from the show oh yeah wow yeah and yeah, it's just cool. such a cute way to bring him in, right? He catches the brick as it's flying through the window. Like, you know, I'm a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and he's also can hear anything coming uh, mm-hmm. because of his, his uh, special abilities. Uh, also, yeah it's, yeah. it's clever too how people are like still on Mysterio's side, even though we know Mysterio was the bad guy in the last movie. So, you know, just like now, right? Just like in, in the real world, there's people on either side of this kind of warring uh attitudes about the world yeah i was just gonna say that i was gonna say like this really mirrors a lot of what's going on obviously it was written you know in this in this time period it's not like uh written you know many 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 years ago so it definitely reflects that like the kind of us versus them two sides left and right all that stuff um and yeah people are like with spider-man and some people are against them but it's chaos and i totally get it now it's obviously still sort of selfish but at the same time there's a lot more riding on this than just him and his yeah. identity um and then yeah so basically he goes to dr strange and asks for, for um something to do and they said there's some sort of forget spell we, we should say like i thought the most poignant bit was him all he and all his friends want to get into mit because they go to the magnet school for science. Oh, the college bit yeah yeah and they all get rejected really because they're too connected to Spider-Man and they feel like it would just add too much chaos to their lives. So he really feels this guilt for basically bring, bring his best friends unhappiness, right. Preventing his friends from living their dreams. And like, that feels so uncontrived. It feels Mm -hmm. so normal that a kid would feel guilty. And it just, it's like one of the many ways this movie just feels very kind of real, even though it's so unreal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that part is good to bring up because it's the grounded part, which is, again, adding to his guilt and adding to his frustration about not just making himself sad, but making his two friends who, like, they planned this for a long time to go to college. It's their dream, right? Yeah. It's their number one school, and they know they could get in if they didn't have this whole hanging over their head. I know. It does seem, like, a little weird, though. Like, extreme, doesn't it? Like, the college would be like, you just know this guy. Well, that, that gets into the whole conversation with Peter and Dr. Strange. Yeah, they do talk about that. Well, let, let, we're back to where I was saying. Um, he heads over to Dr. Strange's uh, lair or whatever, and um, it's snowing there, which is fun. 
Sanctum Sanctorum. That's it. <laughs> and basically he asked to, to say, hey, can everybody forget this? Uh, and he's like, no, it's not that easy. But then they try something. There's and the bit, by the way, that I was mentioning, like Steve, Doctor Strange says to him, "Hey, uh, uh, didn't you just did, did you did, did you call them to see if you could like talk oh, to right. somebody about that? Did you call the college first before you do this craziness? <laughs> before you bring, before you ask me to do this spell? No, I can do that. And that's why he kicks him out, right? Yeah, yeah, he kicks him out that time. Wait, so they don't even try the spell the first time? Is that right? He kicks him out, then and then Peter tries to steal the box that's going to reset everyone's brains, and then." Uh, and then the, the kind of persuades him to do it. Oh, well, you're jumping a couple of things then. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I, now I'm, now I'm lost in where we are, but I think I'll keep going because the box is part of the mirror universe thing, the mirror dimension fight, which doesn't happen quite yet. Um, oh, am I out of order? Yeah, maybe a smidge, but it's okay. So basically he also tries to help, um, them get back in college. And that's like his first attempt is to m- meet that woman. Remember? who's like the MIT lady. Right. And that's where he starts to see that the universe is broken. So yes, that happens after they kind of fail a, you know, a trial uh, to, to do this forget spell. Right. Well, this is when, yeah, that's after uh, Dr. Strange tries to cast the spell and yeah. Peter, it's, he's like, okay, now everyone's going to forget you. And he's like, okay, everyone should forget me. And then he's like, well, what about MJ? I want MJ to remember me. Right. Oh, he fucks yeah, up the yeah, spell. Yeah. And I want Ned to remember me. Oh, and I want May to remember me too. Yeah. And then that makes it go unhinged. But yeah. they think they got it and they think they cl- like closed it up and it's fine. So that's when he goes to try to fix things on his own, which is like help, you know, talk to the MIT, MIT lady. But that's when he realizes they didn't fix it because Green Goblin shows up. And he's like, who are you? Or no, Dr. Octopus. I'm for, sorry. Yeah, Dr. Octopus Dr. First. Octopus. Yeah. Angry Goblin does like do a flyby. Um, and so he's like, yeah, something's wrong. And they learn that obviously all these people from different dimensions are going to come into ours. Again, it's just really clever storytelling. Yeah. Right. First of all, Peter getting like confused and not, not really thinking things through. Makes him feel like a kid, right? A genius, but a kid. And then Dr. Octopus appears and he's like, Screaming and yelling at Peter. Peter has no idea who he is. Um, he unmasks him and he's like, who, who, who are you, right? And then Peter gets control of Dr. Octopus's arms using the suit, showing that he is like a really, really great at the technology. He basically just pairs the suit to it like you'd pair your headphones to Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, he Bluetooth you know, that, Bluetooth, the Bluetooth headphones or something. Yeah. Um, and it's like, again, this, is all, this all just feels very organic. I thought it was contrived that he went out to, that Peter wore his suit out to uh, go catch up with a MIT recruiter on on the freeway on the way to the airport, and it just happened to be stopped. That felt a little goofy, but okay, I'll buy it enough. Also, there weren't enough people on the cars or on the bridge, but yeah, not not quite enough sense of menace there. Yeah, it was but just okay. like a quick throwaway quick scene. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was mainly to introduce the fact that, hey, other villains from other universes are here. And that's kind of it. You know, like a, you wait, everything's in peril. Spider-Man help. But wait, who are you fighting? And like you said, Dr. Octopus is like, who are you? And it's a fun kind of who is everybody? What's going on? And when um, I saw that at the theater, everyone also jumped. Oh, my God, it's Alfred Molina. So Alfred Molina and um, what's his butt? Uh, Green Goblin. 
Willem Dafoe. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Both, even if they're doing some computer magic, they look great. Like they don't look super old or like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Cause, and I had a, in like, you know, you could see high quality. So I didn't see too much computer graphics on their face. I know they were wearing wigs or something, but uh, yeah, it was like kind of crazy. I, it blew me away that they look so good in a way. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> vibrant. They do a great job of talking about the passage of time too. Cause there's a few comments uh, that Dr. Octopus makes about the green goblin being dead and then he sees him again and he has this like comment about you've been dead for 10 years so you just get the sense that everything is messed up yeah when is it i think that doesn't happen quite yet yeah so uh the dimension the mirror dimension fight happens after that but you're right this is the part where essentially they go back to the lair and uh i'm just gonna call it that and they start like basically capturing these you know bad guys from other dimensions and like you said there's a lot of like over laying like of ideas of like wait where are you and what's your timeline about and i know you but you're you died a different way yeah and that's really fun like that was my favorite part i think of this movie is this kind of fun overlay of the multiverse stuff they just have no idea what's happening everyone's really confused and they're they're like why do why do we not know this spider-man they're everyone's feeling this really lost yeah and that's when they have that box and they're thinking about potentially like just sending them all back. But he learns that, you know, everybody who's going to be sent back is going to die because essentially they were all like in mid death before they left, which mm-hmm. by the way, is not ever explained, but whatever. Yeah. Another one uh, of those holes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when the, the mirror dimension fight happens because essentially Spider-Man's like, no, I'm taking this box, oh, which again, right. very reckless and, you know, young kid like, uh no i want it you know or i don't want you to do this um and then yeah they have a huge fight in this mirror dimension which is very inception um and a little over the top for me and by the way i always i wrote this down in my notes spider-man is too powerful and also lucky too too lucky it seems like everything that happens is movie well i shouldn't say everything near the end maybe not but mostly he seems like i mean he's fighting dr strange i thought dr strange would just like teleport him away and be like get out of here kid yeah that's true but that whole fight's like fair and and balanced and i just didn't feel it like i didn't like mm-hmm. that part mm-hmm. i didn't like it okay i think it's valid yeah <laughs> i'm stressing that i don't like that scene you don't like that scene um so after that um okay we get more and more villains we get Jamie we get more Fox. villains and yeah, and we, we get the fact that he's going to help these people. That was a really interesting twist. What do you think about that? Yeah, it shows that, like, again, we get to this depth of character, right? We get this feeling like this is just a kid who's just got a different view of the world. I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I was on record. Like, I didn't like the first two movies nearly as much as I like this one. Uh, but, you know, all the ways that they kind of illuminate his character in this movie... That was really entertaining and really interesting. Like he's immature, but he cares, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of combination, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's a, like a self-reflection, literally, in a minute. We're getting there. Uh-huh. Well a done. self-reflection movie, right? Like it's him going like, hey, what does this mean to me that everybody knows me? Hey, what does this mean to me um, that my friends are hurt because of who I am? What does this mean to me? because of all these different enemies that don't like me and are going to die because of me. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot yeah. to put on obviously anybody as well as like a kid. 
Um, so that is all, yeah, intense. But he, yeah, he decides to help them with the help of Aunt May because Aunt May kind of like pushes him in that right direction. Yeah. Yeah. He has his Aunt May and soon he'll have his friends. Yeah. Even more friends than his two friends who are completely uh, like his best friends are real best friends. Mm-hmm. Ned and MJ. And you need them. I mean, in real life, there's, yeah, you only have a few of them. So uh, I wrote down this also at some point here, after he's trying to help them, uh, Norman uh, decides to rebel green goblin. Mm-hmm. And cause the other side of him comes out. And by the way, I also wrote down, he's the main bad guy in this movie. Not, not a fan. I mean, I, I didn't like him. The fact that it seemed like he's the main bad guy, really. Yeah, it's true. You know, but anyway, I, I, I do like Willem Dafoe. So that switch happens. And this is the part where I was confused. And you could tell me because it's a comic book thing. Why is Green Goblin as strong as Spider-Man? Because I don't because think he's, he's crazy. That's not a good answer. It comes from his madness. I reject that. Answer. It's madness. I tell you, madness. You've read the comics. How many times have they had fisticuffs and like Green Goblin done pretty good? He's like he not really do. as strong as Spider-Man now. See, he takes like Spider-Man hits in this movie. He does too much. And, and they go through like a, a couple floors and I'm like, that's the parts I really didn't like. Oh, all that stuff well. in the condo where they're smashing up and down the yeah. floors and stuff. Yeah. First of all, like no one comes running out of the condo either. The scream and yell. But, you know, the ending of that whole sequence is probably the most powerful moment in the movie remind me of that power the ending of that or am i am i again merging two things together? you're merging two things together i think okay yeah because they i think he gets away there i think he just gets away yeah yeah um and so then we get a good scene of uh you know jonah james jonah is that right james jonah jameson jonah jameson uh throughout this whole movie he's also mirroring uh alex jones yeah, which is very much like Alex Jones. He's basically being that on green screen, you know, guy who's yelling about everything and also selling supplements, which so that was funny. Well played. Yeah. Um, and so he's being annoying. And then. Oh, wait, I guess you're right. No, you're right. Because my notes say what you're about to say after that destruction. Yes. Green Goblin causes destruction and does hit something to hits Aunt May. You're right. That's where it gets dark. Yeah. Um, and she dies in his arms peter's arms basically his mother dies because of him and how they do that how they faked us out where it looked like she was going to be okay yeah that was gut-wrenching yeah absolutely um i got real attached to mr mercer tomei too when they had she had really good character moments earlier in the movie like the bit at the very beginning when she's breaking up with happy hogan it's like yeah. yeah yeah you're too boring for me i need someone better yeah She's a great, you know, piece of that Marvel universe. And I really like her. Um, so that was tragic. Also as tragic again, is that kind of like Spider-Man's the villain, you know, looked at as the villain, like he's always been in the comics, but those cops could have like saved his mom, like saved Aunt May, you know? Yeah. And they just like let him, you know, sit in there and die. So that was dark. Um, yeah. Shona has your, has nerve to use it against him oh i guess it's just that yeah i really don't like that james jonah guy jonah james yeah you're not supposed to i know he's he's kind of a villain uh okay so oh what was this oh it's just some random guy what was that from 
Oh, and I'm not, I'm going to forget. I wrote down a random note. I'm not sure. Someone said that quote. Uh, oh, because it went, um, it's Toby Maguire. So this is the part where they are in the dining room. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to like open new portals, which is uh, Mary, MJ and um, what's his name? Ned. Ned. Yeah, because they stole Doctor Strange's ring. Yeah. And they're Hanging like, uh, him and so, yeah, yes, they're trying to like, you know, bring across uh, dimensions. Yeah, they're trying to find Peter Parker because they know he's depressed. So they find the other two Spider-Men, uh, which I'm sure, you know, that's yeah, those are big movie theater scenes. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah, they were. And those scenes are very cute with Ned's mom. Oh, his grandma. Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, hey can you pull that web off the walls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the part where like someone says where like <laughs> Toby Maguire, Spider-Man is like there and, he, and they're like, oh, it's just some random guy. Yeah. <laughs> to him. And that's really funny because he, by the way, he kind of stole the show once he got there, in my opinion, Toby Maguire. It's funny. I thought Garfield was more fun. More fun. Yes. But Toby Maguire was like, he had, he had a uh, gravitas. He had soul to him. Yes. Yeah. He was like, I've seen everything and yeah. I've been through all the meme memes, you know, and like as an actor, it's he's like, the, he's the one guy who they let get older too. Right. They make a point of saying, you know, he, he I think it's Dr. Octopus says you've aged since last I saw you. Oh, he does say that. Yeah. Right. And so like, he's, you know, a few years older, which explains why Tobey Maguire looks older, but also like you get the sense he's been through more stuff yeah. in his life. It's good. I really like him in this movie. And there's so many parts that we're going to get to here that I like, but yeah, the grandma goes like, I'm going to bed. This is too much for me. <laughs> yeah. And she leaves. Um, and yeah, I wrote down Tobey Maguire brings like the gravitas. Um, and the great power comes great responsibility line shows up there mm-hmm. too. And it shows up later too, but they all get to work to basically create these like solutions to make all the bad guys that are there turn back and not be bad so that when they send them back, they're not going to send them back to the death, which also doesn't really check out, but whatever. Yeah. Multiverse stuff, magic. Um, I'm waving my hands. Yeah. And this is the part where, again, the movie I think generally just gets sadder. Like now it's just kind of a darker movie with some action bits, but I feel like it's pretty, it's not like the funny beginning. Yeah. It gets more soulful, I think. Yeah. And they have this big uh, battle at the Statue of Liberty where they're going to again fight. um, What's his name? Jamie Foxx is in this. Uh, What's his name? Electro. Electro. Yes. Uh, Which I never saw. He was in, I guess, one of the Spider-Man movies that I didn't see. Yeah. One of the James Garfield, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield's ones. Yeah. Yeah, because they know each other. Yeah. So the Statue of Liberty is in the scaffolding and they're going to put Caption America's shield on the Statue of Liberty, which looks so bad. But it anyway. does look dumb. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to help uh, out again, these enemies and they all work together. But then there's this great scene. That's like probably my favorite scene in the movie is all three of the Spider-Man talking mm-hmm. and they're really having like a good heart to heart. And it's funny and it's poignant and they're making fun of their movies. You know, it's just awesome. And they're all like really trying to beef each other up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like Garfield's down on himself. Yeah. Super. And they're down. like telling him, no, you're, you're better than you think you are. You're great. You should be yeah. proud of all you've done. And then one guy's like, I've been in the Avengers. And they're like, what? What's the Avengers? Yeah. Uh, and I like how they give themselves Peter one, Peter two, Peter three. Uh-huh. And then uh, they forget which one is Peter two. Yeah. Yeah. So then also Dr. Octopus comes and helps out at some point in a really big moment in that battle, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was nice. And yeah, again, a nice little character moment is that earlier on 
when they say, you know, he's only Dr. Octopus is only crazy because basically the arms are controlling him. He's got this, basically he has a, uh, his infection all, all the time in his head. And uh, like, once it's gone, he's actually like a pretty reasonable, nice guy. Yeah. And he was, cause he was fixed. He was one of the yeah. first people to get fixed in this. Yeah. Um, also, uh, that was a really poignant moment when Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man uh, saves MJ. Cause I think in the movie, he didn't get to save his own girlfriend. Right. Right. So he, that was a really intense moment because I could just mm-hmm. feel that, you know, he had mentioned earlier in the movie, he, his girlfriend died. So it's like, well, that's probably it. A similar scene like that. Um, and then Willem Dafoe, by the way, again, being the final boss to fight Spider-Man, he's got great faces. I mean, he's got such good villain faces. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't mind that. But yeah, um, that's where all the three Spider-Man come together at the end. Um, Peter has to decide not to kill him. But the other two Spider-Mans help him not do that. Uh, and then Toby Maguire gets stabbed, but he's fine. And yeah, yeah it's a sad goblin. ending. Yeah. Uh, and then well, I, I said, feel like lost. Like it feels like, oh, like lost when um, the very end is when he's got to decide that, uh, hey, no one's going to remember you ever again because the multiverse started coming apart. Or like all the sky opened up and all the different people who knew Spider-Man and Peter Parker were going to come in to this world. So the only way to fix it is by Dr. Strange doing a spell and saying, Hey, no one will ever, you know, remember who you are. Um, Like literally taking him out of existence, not even just like forget your Spider-Man, but like no one knows who Peter Parker is, which that's pretty intense. Yeah. Right. But yeah, this time he makes the decision to allow himself to kind of be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see everyone return home and, wow, that poignant ending. Well, that's what I wrote down, felt like Lost, because I think we talked about this before. The end of Lost, I loved. And some of those, there's like um, parallel realities in Lost too. And they come together near the end of the season and the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's these moments where like two people from different realities see each other and you can feel that tension. And that's what I felt in this ending. Because he, he didn't say anything to MJ or, or Ned, and but he wanted to, and they could sense something was similar, but it wasn't. And so that felt really magical, I thought. Yeah, it was sad. Sad and, 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 and cool, too. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with him kind of restarting his life. Yeah. Someone new. So here's two pieces of the ending that are interesting. One, the ending cut scene or whatever it is, like the credit scene with the animation and stuff, the artwork. Yeah. Awesome. Super awesome. Yeah, I love that song too. And that's a De La Soul song, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to listen to them back in the day. And then they cut to Venom. And I have a question about this. So I think I saw the first Venom movie. I think there's two Venom movies. I've only seen the first one. Why was he jumping in and out of his existence? He's being sent back with the other villains. Oh, right. Because he was not supposed to be He came to, to our Hawaii whatever. Got it. Instead of his own Hawaii. That's why he blinks out of existence. Right. But that means he's going to fucking be in a Spider-Man movie. Well, yeah, I think they want him to, but they're making enough money from the Venom movies without him. So I know, but originally we were like, those two shall never meet. But now with the multiverse stuff and they literally throwing him at the end of the movie. I think, I think they could do it. Maybe he'll meet another Spider-Man. Oh, nice. That, that does give him that ability to do that. Uh, and then lastly is, oh, he leaves some black stuff though behind. Do you remember that? Yeah. 
So that could be a whole thing. Um, and then they show a trailer for Doctor Strange, with a, which I thought felt weird. That was weird. It's that not like weird. a you're supposed to do a post post credits like we've been talking about on every freaking movie we've ever reviewed. That's not a post post credits. That's a that's a trailer. I remember like I, I was sat there on my phone after the movie ended. And I'm like, is it worth sticking around for this? And basically, everyone's like, get out of the theater. You don't need to see this. You can watch this on YouTube tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a kind of a disappointing way to finish it. It really was. I like the Venom part better. So I think we both like this. We we really did. I didn't. I, th- I don't think I like expressed it in our review tonight. I was really meticulous about trying to figure it out because it's a multiverse of many different things happening. Hopefully, we did okay, listeners, dear listeners. Um, I really, really liked it. I think I'm gonna give it a nine. You gave Avengers Endgame a nine. You gave Ragnarok a nine point five, and you gave the First Guardians a nine. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I still like Ragnarok better. There's something about, you know, Taika and his humor that just really, like, just sends me over the moon. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. I think there's a couple... I didn't really... I guess I'm not in love with Green Goblin being the main villain. You have three Spider-Man, you know. I feel like they could have done something different with them, fighting something else. But And I didn't like, what's his Sandman or something? I didn't like him either. So there's a couple of little teeny things that rub me the wrong way, but I'm saying nine. I'm saying nine. Yeah, there were some plot inconsistencies and some just kind of general weirdness in the movie. But I like I thought Peter, MJ, and Ned have really emerged this this great trio mm-hmm. who, who I just ended up pulling for in the end. And and then the whole idea of Peter and his two brothers basically was just a really sweet way to get at it. But uh, Dr. Octopus's redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I give this a nine also. I gave First Guardians a nine. I gave Guardians 2 a 9.5. It's still my favorite. So I'll give it a nine. I think that we makes get, sense. We're in agreement. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's just like I want more nines. I want more movies like this and Guardians, and um, hopefully we'll get some more. So, well, I didn't put down our, our, we rated Eternals. I can't remember. Oh, Eternals, we didn't like very much. When I wanted to like it, and I know that. Uh, we would give it like a two or three. I want to do our average is why I'm getting, what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. That'd be good. I think I gave, I'd give it a 2.5. Wait, we didn't write it down? Oh, no. I didn't write it down. What do you think you gave it? I think I gave it like a four or five. Okay, let's say four. Maybe I gave it a five. It does, four doesn't sound right. I probably okay. gave it a five. Oh, yeah, I, I think you liked it more than I did. I did. All right, so our average score, uh, I like them, these movies more than you. In general. We've, we've seen 28, all 28 of the Marvel movies now, including the 2003 Hulk. Um, you gave them an average of 6.13. And I gave the Marvel movies an average of 6.29. Oh, but not by much at all. Not by much. So like your median movie was Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and Infinity War. Those were like right in the middle for you and Shang-Chi. 
Mm -hmm. Yep. And for me, like right in the middle was Infinity War and Captain Marvel and First Avenger, which feels right. It seems right. Kind of right in the middle. Yeah. uh, My lowest rated was. Yeah, I was going to say, what's two lowest rated? Mine and yours. Eternals. Whoa. But then you just put that in. We should, you have to check the tape. And the, and the uh, Incredible Hulk from 2008. That I can see why. What was your my lowest, your lowest rated was Incredible Hulk from 2008. Yeah. Good golly. That's not even a, that, what, what after that what was my lowest? Uh, you gave Iron Man three a three. Yeah. Frick, frick, forget about Iron Man. And that was our biggest gap because I gave that movie an eight. I liked that much more than you. How in the world did that happen? I like that much more than you because I got the character redemption arc, which I liked about this movie too. A lot of what I didn't like about didn't like about uh, the first Spider-Man movie. What I didn't like about Homecoming, really kind of turned on its head by this movie. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think this is the better of the two of the three. Is it three yeah. or four? Yeah, it's three. Yeah, although he's in all those other movies too. Well, this has been fun. I know there's going to be more uh, Marvel stuff for us to review at some point. Um, What's what's top of mind that is coming out in some way? Well, the Doctor Strange. Uh, the, yeah, Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, the Doctor Strange. The trailer yeah. just said. Yeah, multiple. Well, I already wrapped that movie. Madness. Too. Yeah. Yeah. With it, will and that'll be the WandaVision comeback. Yeah, introduces a new character, America Chavez, too. So, looking forward to seeing her. All right. Thanks for doing this with me, Carlos. Oh, I've been loving doing it. Uh, it's fun, and sorry it's taken so long to do another one and this specific Spider-Man movie, but. We got her done. I'm excited. Yeah, maybe we'll do a video supplement or something. We definitely will do a video supplement for, maybe we'll do a roundup of all these movies we talked about. Thanks. And uh, we'll do another, we'll talk about some other different movie too. Yeah, yeah. We're Next time, I think next time we already have one on the docket. Yeah. Uh, we won't reveal it now, but there'll be another just regular movie we'll talk about very soon. Tiny Tees. Tiny Tees. <laughs> Oh, thank you.